Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 270 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading 1 John chapter 1 today and our focus is on how can we have forgiveness for the bad things we've done plus the nature and essence of God. So we are a daily podcast where we talk about God's word one chapter or two chapters sometimes a day. We read it, we discuss it, we seek to understand it, we seek to follow it. That's our goal. And our goal is also to get you and as many people as possible involved in daily Bible listening and following. So please do share the show with a friend or neighbor, tell them about it, point them to our website. It is Bible2021.com. That's Bible2021.com. Very short and sweet passage today. The whole book of 1 John has a special place in my heart because it was like the first book I ever seriously studied in the Bible back in my college days in the early 1600s. I remember listening to a John MacArthur cassette tape series that was designed to teach you how to study the Bible. I don't remember everything on those tapes, but I remember one of the primary principles, and that is this. The best way to learn of the book of the Bible is to read it over and over and over and over and over again. So I picked out 1 John and read through it like 10 or 12 times in a row. And I really felt like it opened up my understanding in the Word of God in a way that uh, I never really had before. And it's uh, a simple but profound and effective advice that has served me well over the years that uh, understanding a book of the Bible is made much easier when we read it a few times. So in today's passage in 1 John 1, we're going to learn something really important about the nature of God. Verse 5, it says, This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light, and there is absolutely no darkness in him. So the very substance and essence of God is light, 100% light. No darkness, not even an atom of it. 100% light. And here's Pastor Tony Evans to help us kind of think through what that might mean. God is light, says Pastor Evans, and in him is no darkness at all. If you and I are going to experience God, we must understand the God we want to experience. John says, let me explain God to you so that there's no misunderstanding here. God is light. How much light? So much light that there's no room for any darkness at all. It is complete, comprehensive light. Paul calls it unapproachable light in 1 Timothy 6. For God, it's always noon. It's never midnight. He only exists in in light. God only exists in light, which means he only operates in the realm in which he only exists. He lives in light. That's his field of operation. He exists everywhere, but the field that he operates in is light. And that's the very contrast and opposite of Satan, who only operates in darkness. God only operates in the light. Light, in its essence, is pure, uncontaminated, clear, and clean. But while light is pure and uncontaminated, it simultaneously exposes what is contaminated, what is unclear, and what is not clean. Light by itself is pure and clean, but because it is pure and clean and illuminating, it exposes that which is impure, unclean, and needs to be illuminated. So that's some interesting things to think through. And the fact that God is light comports well with another truth about the essence of God that 
we've discussed before. It's found in Hebrews 12, 28, which says, Since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. By it we may serve God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. So God is light. God is a consuming fire. Well, what does that mean to us? Well, in the Hebrews passage, one of the ramifications of God's nature being fiery, lighty, is that we are to serve God with reverence and awe because a consuming fire is powerful, but it's also frightening. It's majestic and beautiful and absolutely and utterly pure. John is going to give us another ramification of the nature of God in today's passage. In verse 6, he says, If we say we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we are lying and are not practicing the truth. If we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. The darkness of sin is absolutely incompatible with the light of God's essence, the light of his holiness. This is a major problem for us. God is 100% pure, and we are 100% adulterated and impure. So how in the world can we walk in God's light if our lives are characterized by regular sin, regularly missing the mark? Must we be perfect and live perfectly? Well, John's going to tell us today that that's just not possible. First John one ten says, If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. There's no life lived apart from sin. We are all, all of us humans, me in particular, we're stained by the effects and the impacts of sin, which brings us to our most important question of the day. If God is light and can have no fellowship with darkness, and if sin causes darkness to infect our very essence, then how is it possible to rid ourselves of this darkness so that we can have actual fellowship with God? Well, here's John's answer, and it's one of the most well-known passages of Scripture. 1 John 1, 9, maybe you've heard it before. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Well, what does it mean to confess? Does it mean like to go to a priest and bear our soul? And he then tells us to say a certain number of prayers to Mary, Hail Marys, and to repeat the Lord's prayer a few times and then we're good with God and God cleanses us after we do that? No, that is not what it means. And honestly, such a routine is just, it's an affront to biblical teaching. The vain repetition of prayer no more cleanses you from sin in God's eyes than does Windex. Well, what does bring about forgiveness? And the key word here that John points us to is the word confess. The Greek word is pretty fascinating. It's the word homologio. It's a compound word, two words put together. The word homo, which means together, and the word logio, which means word. In other words, to confess or homologio means to say the same thing or say the same word together. It's agreeing with God that you have done wrong. You know, he says you've done wrong because you've violated his commands and you agree. You're saying the same thing. Yes, Lord, I have done wrong. I'm saying the same thing together with you. So please forgive me. When we 
agree with God that we've done wrong and we ask for his forgiveness, he not only forgives us according to this wonderful promise in 1 John 1, 9, but he cleanses us. He removes the stain of sin from our soul. And I love Jesus's parables, one of my favorite parables in, in the entire Bible about two people praying. One of them, uh, a very seemingly righteous person on the outside and the other, a very seemingly wicked person. And we read about it in Luke 18, 9 through 14. Jesus says, two men went up to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee was standing and praying like this about himself. God, I thank you that I'm not like the other people, greedy, unrighteous adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of everything I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but kept striking his chest and saying, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you, this one, the tax collector, went down to his house justified rather than the other, because everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. So my friends, be like the tax collector. As Jesus said, the tax collector who was on the surface a betrayer of his people was immediately forgiven by God and declared righteous by God because he humbled himself. He agreed with God about his sin. He called himself a sinner. God, I am a sinner. And he asked God for mercy. How quickly was that old sinner declared righteous? He was made righteous in God's eyes, cleansed and forgiven and declared righteous before he even got to his home. While the Pharisee, a man of great outward righteousness who was respected by the people and no doubt a doer of many impressive good deeds, he wasn't even forgiven a little bit. So ponder that and let's read our passage in total. First John Chapter 1, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have observed and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life, that life was revealed and we have seen it. And we testify and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. What we have seen and heard, we also declare to you so that you may also have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light, and there is absolutely no darkness in him. If we say we have fellowship with him and yet we walk in darkness, we are lying and not practicing the truth. If we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin... We are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Amen. Well, we close with our Bible memory passage for the month of September, which is found in 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. And it says, all scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Amen. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.